3: That, of course, is Tom Brady telling you, Ron, you ready for today's show, would you please? I'm ready. Okay, let's go! But uh, this, well, you know, now this was newly minted Hall of Famer Jerry Jones recently on radio station 105.3, The Fan in Dallas. When addressing his class of 2017 election, Jerry said he was lucky, you hear me, Ron, lucky to have our Rick Gosselin present his case to the board because, and I quote, he is without doubt the best presenter. First of all, Gooseman, congratulations, well-deserved. And second, Ronnie, welcome to Avis. That's me. The second place is better than the rear, where the view never changes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back there. still looks the same. Um, well, I mentioned that because, uh, yeah, as you know, this year's Hall of Fame elections, I don't know, selections, rejections, whatever you want, um, has had an amazing shelf life because here we are, Three weeks removed from it, or almost three weeks, and, and we're still talking about it. Um, or at least Goose was still talking about someone with the emphasis on one.
4: Yeah, we're talking about a second-team all-decade selection who thinks he belonged in ahead of the seven first-team all-decade selections who were on the ballot for the class 2017. That, of course, would be Terrell Owens. He has the same me-first attitude toward the Hall that he had as a player.
3: Yeah, we... You know, in the words of that famous philosopher, Todd Rundgren, that's right, Todd Rundgren, anything worth doing, Ron, it's worth overdoing. <laughs> so we're going to revisit the T.O. is no-go debate on today's Talk of Fame Network, which is coming to you from the Renai Studio in Scottsdale, Arizona. And forget the popcorn, people. You're going to have to get your Kevlar vest ready. But when we're not, or you're not, or T.O.'s not on the firing line, we're going to sit down with Hall of Fame General Manager Bill Pullian for his take on this year's class. Class of 2018, and maybe, well, just maybe, D.O. Here with Class of 2018 candidate Richard Seymour has to say, and visit with best-selling author and Hall of Fame voter Gary Myers of the New York Daily News, as well as we're going to start prepping for Sunday's Oscars with our Academy Award picks. Can never get that done too soon. But first, guys, uh, let's take an around-the-league tour of the NFL. First stop, Goose, your town, Dallas, and Tony Romo. What is going on there, Goose, and what happens next?
4: Well, he's 37 years old. He hasn't played in two seasons and has an injury history. You know, that's going to restrict his trade value, so I think the Cowboys will wind up releasing him and designating him as a June 1st cut, thereby spreading the pain of his $19 million salary cap hit over two years.
3: Where's the most likely place for him to go, Goose?
4: I think uh, Houston Texans.
3: Okay. Ron, you know Bill O'Brien, coach of the Texans, friend of the show. Is he a good fit for that club? I, I guess anyone with a pulse is a good fit for that club. But is he?
5: Well, you know, uh, I think look, he's a proven and fairly a uh, guy, a fairly accurate thrower, which is important in O'Brien's offense. Certainly better than what he has. Uh, but his price tag would be huge, and they've already got Brock Osweiler with a large uh, price tag and not that easy a contract to get rid of. Plus, Tony Romo's made out of tissue paper, uh, so <laughs> he's he, made out of what? Yeah, you know, he's you gonna tissue paper. Did you paper? So you're gonna put a guy in there who's Tissue Paper, and then what? Uh, and the other problem, of course, is uh, he's not inclined to throw checkdowns, uh, which Billy O'Brien and Bill Belichick both love madly. Uh, so, is he a good fit? I think it depends on how he looks at his contract, but also you know, how willing he is uh, to play a more conservative style uh, than he played in
3: Dallas. Well, Ron, isn't a guy made out of tissue paper the perfect fit for someone that needs to stop the bleeding at quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Needed ace bandage, actually. Ace A-S Parker. There you go. <laughs> okay, next stop, Darrell Revis and the Jets. He wasn't good last year, and you know what? He wasn't good last weekend either, so Goose, what next for him and the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets?
4: Well, thank you. Invite him in. Ask him to take a pay cut from his $17 million base salary. You know, that's too much to pay. A 32-year-old cornerback whose best years are clearly behind him. When he refuses, you cut him.
3: Okay, Ron, you covered him. You see him twice a year. Yes, sir. If you're the GM of the Jets, what do you do? Do you ask him to take a pay cut, or do you cut him?
5: Well, I, I think Goose is exactly right. You call him in, and you say, listen, you've said you're, you're willing to play safety. Safeties don't get paid like corners. So if you want to play safety, you can. You know, we can certainly use you here. You're a good tackler, smart player, uh, but you're going to make a lot less money. And if you don't like it, then... Uh, probably time for you to move on to your life's work, which ain't planned for us.
3: <laughs> Ron, uh, let me just stay in the Northeast here for a second, move to your town. Foxborough, what's next for Jimmy Garoppolo? A lot of speculation about his future, if he might be traded or, or not. What do you think the Patriots do with him? Anything? Uh,
5: well, first of all, I don't think it's quite as easy to trade him as these as, as people, you know, rhapsodizing about first-round draft picks and all these right. other things. The guys played two games and got hurt. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's not a great barometer, two games, and then you couldn't play. So uh, I would be surprised, frankly, if they put them, if they let him go out there. See oh, what really? Happens. Yeah. Even though Brady's going to turn 40 this year? Yeah. I mean, look, you're going to keep him here for how much longer sitting and in, in grumbling, which has to happen, actually, right. as it did in Green Bay. with, And you don't know uh, what really what you've got, and neither does anybody else. Now, if somebody comes in and gives you a tremendous offer, a stupid offer, then you take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise – I just move on. I just haven't seen it. The, the, I don't know who this guy is they're talking about, but they make it sound like you know they got United sitting there in the Bluefield Rams. And they just need and they, they, they've got Brissett. I mean, they drafted Brissett. Yeah, right. right. Although he has a lot mean, of problems, you know, his his delivery is pretty shaky, and I don't know if he's going to be accurate enough. He needs a lot. Can of Can he work. hold
4: a clipboard? We can hold the clipboard, no doubt about. It. And he can run
5: with it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't have to worry about a successor to Brady for another what? Ten years? Ten years? <laughs> so he's yeah, gonna right. Play he's for another ten anyway. years. Um, okay. Well, let's. Guy never move gets a on. head
5: cold. He lives in New England. You know?
3: Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> let's move on here. Next stop, Gooseman, Minnesota. Adrian Peterson, friend of the show. <phone rings> what do you do with him?
4: I think you wait until you see what you can find in the first round of the draft. You know, running the running game is all the Vikings need to become a Super Bowl contender. If you don't get a runner in the premium rounds, you keep Peterson. Hope he can stay healthy. If you draft him back, you release him.
5: The Vikings cannot continue to be held hostage by his health each season. Yeah, you know, uh, certainly that's a wise way to go. But I also, you know, sometimes you just have the feeling that time and relationship, uh, it's all sort of run its course. Right. Uh, I think that AP would be probably better served moving on, and maybe the Vikings would as well. On both sides, you have to have some courage to do it. Uh, but it's probably time for that to happen.
3: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's it's funny. Yeah. We both live in the Northeast, Ron, and I know some people up here think he's a good fit for the Giants. He certainly was talking about it and mentioned that he had an interest in that team, but let's go. you got to be kidding me. I mean, I can tell you why he's not a good fit in two words. Josh Brown. I mean, the Giants got hammered for not doing anything with him a year ago, and to me, rightly so, and then they finally did do something with him. So they're not going to take on Adrian Peterson with what's in his background, and, and not to mention Goose, He's 31 and just about out of gas. Sounds like a match made in heaven with the Patriots.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, he's a Patriots kind of oh, that's guy. True. Get that's true. That's true. Cut rate price. Bludgeon folks with Blount Peterson tandem. You know he can be effective for the Patriots at 150 carries a season, not 300 carries. And Belichick is taking guys near the end like Seau, Moss, Dylan, Harrison. You know I, I wouldn't rule, rule out uh, Ronnie's team. Do you yeah, think if he's he played any... for
5: cheap? If he played yeah, for cheap, they'd do that's
3: it. right. You want would yeah, do? Do you think
5: he's got anything left, Bron? Well, uh, here he probably would because they wouldn't use him that much. Right. Uh, you know, they wouldn't. he wouldn't be carrying the load. He'd be getting thrown the ball a lot, uh, so he's he's not getting pounded between the tackles as much. I Yeah, I, I could see that working on, you know, if he was willing to go along with the program, sort of like Corey Dillon did for uh, a little minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question is how long would he be willing to do it and would he be willing to do it at all? Because yeah. it's going to be on their terms, not his terms. Right,
3: right. Okay, well, we got one more stop here. That'd be Washington and Michigan State's Kirk Cousins. Now, I see where he says he won't sign a long-term deal before he gets franchised, and I agree. I mean, why should he, Goose? Why should he sign a long-term deal?
4: Best Spartan quarterback since Earl Morrow, who, let me remind you guys, was a two-time NFL MVP. Oh, no. You pay for quality, and in Cousins, you're getting
3: Sparta quality. Do you get the band with him, Goose? When he signs, do you get the band with him? We do. I know that. (laughs) Band's better than the hockey team. I'll tell you that much. Ouch. (laughs) Ron, what do you do with this guy? What happens with him?
5: Uh, Well, I think you're right. You know, he shouldn't uh, lock in that big cash uh, and the guarantee that comes with it, and and put the pressure on the Redskins to do a deal that's fiscally sound for them, but also uh, gives him some uh, guarantees and, and some
3: security in a really insecure game. Okay. Well, next stop and last stop on our tour, that would be Terrell Owens. In the Situation Room, because it seems like there's always the situation when he's around. <laughs> You're listening to the Talk of Fame <laughs> Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. You see how it works? Just go to grasshopper.com. Hi, Tom Baudet. trying out one of those standing
6: desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms still for a great low price. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Tom Baudet, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book at motel6.com.
7: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Changes in Washington are not only affecting the nation's economy, but your families as well. Quicken Loans can show you how to take cash out of your home to pay off credit card debt or invest in home improvements. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
8: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. ConsumerAccess.org. Number 3030.
9: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. CABBAGE has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to CABBAGE.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's CABBAGE with a K.
10: War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org.
11: Simple Green. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence.
1: Simple Green
11: Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com Simple Green, Simple Green.
12: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were.
3: Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper. As an entrepreneur, yours on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. The entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local toll-free number or bring your own. See how it works? Go to Grasshopper.com. We're also brought to you by Geico. Just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, we ran a poll on our website, which is the Talk of Fame Network, as you should know, last week, um, that asked our readers which of the candidates that didn't reach the hall this year, did not reach the hall this year, deserve to make it. And, And Goose, you put it together. I must admit, I, I was surprised by the results.
4: Yeah, contrary to Teo's belief that he was the biggest oversight, our voters picked Joe Jacoby. You know, both you and I voted uh, for Jacoby as well. You know, We understand the cue. He was in his ninth year of eligibility. His time is running out as a modern era candidate. If you believe he's a Hall of Famer, which we both do, he has only one year of eligibility left. So there's a greater sense of urgency with Jacoby and our voters sense that. Teo, by the way, finished fourth behind Brian Dawkins and Ty Law. Wow.
1: Let's get ready to ball.
3: Uh-oh, that must mean you mentioned the magic letters T-O, and you did. Uh, because I was going to say, you know what I don't get after what you just said? After this year's announcement, the biggest noise, of course, was made not by Joe Jacoby, not by Brian Dawkins, but by Terrell Owens and, yeah, and his minions. But they didn't show up at the polls, Goose. They didn't. Any idea why? You said they finished fourth. Why didn't they show up at the polls?
4: Well, the T.O. camp has a one-player agenda, Terrell Owens. We on the committee have a 15-candidate agenda. We have to do what's best for the class, not for any one player. LaDainian Tomlinson, Kurt Warner, and Terrell Davis are all former NFL MVPs. Jason Taylor set NFL records for career fumble recoveries and fumbles forced in addition to his 140 career sacks. Morton Anderson was the only two-time first-team all-decade selection on the ballot as well as the NFL's all-time leading scorer. So we don't have to make any apologies to Terrell Owens or anyone else about this class.
5: Well, you know, Clark, uh, you have to pass a reading test uh, to be able to vote. <laughs> and uh, I think the ATO supporters are I only, and I don't mean E-Y-E-S. Uh, yeah, Was Cedric yeah, so, Benson one of them? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's easy pound the table a pound your feet and all that, you know, when well, you got to actually push a button that's beyond their scope.
3: <laughs> well, you know what, guys? I, listen, I'll, I'll give him credit for this. At least he didn't go Sammy Sosa on us. Did you guys see that yeah. story? Wow.
4: Unbelievable. <laughs> Sammy
3: Sosa? Mm. He, he compared himself to Jesus Christ because he said he's been so persecuted. What What is it about these guys who were left out of the hall that they go nuts, Goose?
4: You tell me. Everybody <laughs> thinks they're a first ballot Hall of Famer.
3: Yeah. well, You know, Ray Lewis once that. said the
5: same thing that Super Bowl after all his problems, and then they went to Super Bowl the next year. I was standing there, because, as was everybody else in the world that first day Tuesday, you know, media day, and somebody had you know sort of softball question about how could he possibly have come back and played the way he played after the terrible tragedies and the things that he'd been accused, blah blah blah. Yeah, and he said, I will always remember it, guys. He said, Well, you know, I just went to the book. I just went to the good book. I went to the good book, and I just said, Well. Oh, what did Jesus say? He didn't say a mumbling word. And I just couldn't help myself. And I said, yeah, and he also wasn't in front of a strip joint at 2.30
3: in the morning. Oh, I was, <laughs> oh
5: wow. <laughs> I thought Kevin Byrne was going to pass out their PR guy. He was, <laughs> it was
3: like, hey, Ron, you know, Goose what? mentioned that he and I both voted for Jacoby. If we had a vote, you know, in that poll, if we had a sixth guy, we, it would have been Jacoby because his eligibility, as he mentioned, it was in his 19th year and he's got one year left. Um, Who would you vote for? Who would you put in?
5: Uh, you know, I was conflicted on Jacoby. I, I I just have always sort of thought he's the Hall of Very Good, and there's mm-hmm. no shame in that, quite frankly. Right. Not that many, That's not the biggest room in the in the building either. I lean toward the defensive players. Uh, you know, in the first go round, uh, but to me, uh, and and this is partially, I think the fact that I saw the play, the guy play almost every snap of his career. Uh, Ty Law, I just thought was the, was the best corner and the best defender on a team that won three Super Bowls by playing defense and forcing turnovers. And, you know that's how they won those first three Super Bowls. They didn't win it by scoring points and and, and the quarterback, uh, although he was a, a a part of it. Those were defensive teams, and Ty Law was the best defensive player on those teams, and everybody knew it. You know Belichick said something one time about, you know he did the things I told him to do, and then he did things I didn't even think of.
1: Yeah,
3: And
5: he doesn't throw a lot of compliments around, so I, I, I thought that he deserved to go in, and then one day hopefully he will. It wasn't a great injustice, but I would have liked to see him go win.
3: Well, you know what's interesting here is is that though Joe Jacoby won the poll. I mean, we haven't heard from him or, or Ty Law or their supporters like we have with Daryl Owens and his camp, and, and, that, and that's okay. I mean, they can complain, but— they or, or, or he the, he acts as if it's his right to get in. I mean, it, it's he's entitled to get it. He's got to get it. And goose, I, I want to start with a story you did this week on, on former Dallas Star Drew Pearson because I thought it was outstanding and appeared on our website talkofhimnetwork.com and, and and what he said about Owens because, you know, frankly, unlike Owens, I mean, Drew Pearson, he's waited nearly 30 years on Canton. Tio's waited too, and unlike Terrell Owens, Drew Pearson was first team all decade. Well, since since the
4: 1930s, there have been 15 first-team all-decade wide receivers receivers eligible for the Hall. 14 of them are in, all except Pearson, and Drew has never even been a finalist. His candidacy has never even been discussed by this committee, and that's wrong. He's never even been a semifinalist. There have been 88 position players in the game's modern era that were selected first-team all-decade. 83 of them are enshrined in Canton. First-team all-decade is a virtual rubber stamp for the Hall of Fame, but not for Drew Pearson. He's the wide receiver with a Hall of Fame beef, not a second team all decade choice like Terrell Owens. <laughs>
5: uh, no, it's true. And, and you know, look, uh, we all know that some of this is generational and, and, and all of that. Uh, we now live in a generation where everybody spends all their time complaining. I saw a friend of mine this morning flying to Florida, getting out of the cold, uh, complaining that the guy in front of him on JetBlue put his seat back. You know, it's like. <laughs> Hey man, <laughs> you're going to where it's seventy-five. We, I'm here where it's twenty-five, but that's the society we live in. And I think guys right. like T.O. He's certainly not the only one, uh, right. but they're surrounded. It's the loudest one. Yeah, but they're surrounded by enablers and sycophants, you know, and all that. And they just right. uh, they don't help them. You know, you 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 know, if you had a reasonable guy around, you might be able to help. You say, hey, you know, wait a minute here, these guys are, are they belong in the hall of fame too? But there's nobody saying that to them. So it just feeds your worst instincts, I think, if you, right.
0: especially
5: well, well, if you're already emotional type of guy, which he is.
3: Well, we're, but Ron, you too. Yeah, you wrote about Terrell Owens last weekend too, and and trying to explain why he isn't a slam dunk. Uh, should be, you tried to give sort of middle of the road deal, and you threw in another items, which was his drops that had critics charging that you change the argument because right. you have to do. it. You can't handle our truth, you know. Um. A- anyway, have to laugh because. They're so consumed by anger.
0: like to punch him in the face, I'll tell
3: you. That right. They don't even realize you voted for Terrell Owens right. and you spoke out in favor of him a year ago.
5: Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, they don't know and they can't, they can't step back. And when I say they, it's a small minority, but they're, you know, my dad always used to have a saying that I've uh, passed on to my children, and that is uh, an empty can makes the most noise. You know, and he's right. You know, an empty can rolling down the street makes a hell of a lot of noise, but there ain't nothing inside of it. Uh, you know, and so you've got a lot of that going on where they don't know. I um, mean, you've got a guy in Mike Florio who has a guest on, a Hall of Fame voter last week, and that guest has to t- inform him that T.O. was never first, first-team all-decade player. Right. If you're so in the guy's corner, you'd think you'd know everything. Yeah. And you don't know the simplest thing. So what's the agenda really? And, yeah. uh, you know, I think that that's – and if you raise any issue against uh, uh, what they perceive to be against candidate A, That means you hate it. There was a guy who spoke up for him and and, and voted for him two years in a row. Doesn't mean mean I can't see the downside.
3: Yeah, and I should lose lose my vote. In their mind. mind. So then he'd go out even faster. (laughs) well, We're going to continue this conversation with our next guest, and that would be Hall of Fame General Manager Bill Paulian. He's going to be coming up right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details,
0: go to geico.com. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system.
9: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is a rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K.
7: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. It's a great time to buy a home. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or an experienced one, Quicken Loans has options that may help you get pre-approved for a mortgage with as little as 1% down. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's
8: 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. ConsumerAccess.org. Number 3030.
6: Hi, Tom Bodette. Call me old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms in Motel 6. Totally updated with all-new everything, still at a great low price. It's like modern art, only it looks good and has a point. I'm Tom Baudet for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com.
12: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with them. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with them. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with them.
13: Can't
3: do it. I want winners. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know what it means when GEICO says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? Yeah, it means 15 minutes ago I actually made some money for once. Smart man. It means you should have gone to GEICO.com 15 minutes ago. So listen to Ron Borges and go. You know, whenever we need a reality check on the show, we reach out to our next guest, and that would be Hall of Fame General Manager Bill Pullian. Bill was elected with the first class of contributors to Canton and has served on many Hall of Fame advisory boards and for good reason because he knows football talent and people in general better than most in this business. Bill, thanks for coming back and rejoining us.
13: Glad to do it, glad to be with you guys.
3: Bill, first question, class of 2017, surprises, disappointments, what do you think about the class of 2017?
13: Well, I guess the biggest disappointment for me was Paul Tagliabue on a number of fronts. Other than that, I thought it was a good class, but Paul's failure to be elected uh got me thinking about a number of broader issues um you know what's done is done you can't you can't undo it but i think that it's and i'm hoping that this may be a catalyst for people at the hall of fame for members of the boards of directors whoever else is involved certainly the nfl owners committee whoever else is involved in the operation of the Hall to think about maybe taking a fresh look at how everything is done. For example, uh, with respect to the, uh, the game itself, we've got when the hall was founded, we had 12 teams. We now have 32. When the hall was founded, I believe the rosters were 33 men. Now they're 61 in essence. There's double the players, um, almost triple the number of teams, and yet it's the same number of inductees on a yearly basis. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Secondly, you've got a situation where uh, people like Don Coriel, who is an amazing coach and contributed greatly to the game, um, is is essentially unelectable because he's competing with players in in one of the five spots. Um, That's something that needs to be looked at. Finally, uh, when you're talking about contributors, seniors, perhaps a special category for coaches, maybe another one for owners, you should be thinking about not a popularity contest, not an election where a small minority can, can defeat someone, but a, 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 a blue ribbon panel, if you will. Um, baseball's done that. It's bifurcated so that more people are considered on their own merits. And except for the election of, uh, you know, active, or I shouldn't say uh, players who are are meeting for entry, the selection is done by blue ribbon panels, combinations of media, members, uh, players, managers, et cetera. Um, I think that's something the Hall ought to look at. uh, Because if we're going to record the history of the game, we're going to talk about excellence in the game, Uh, We're going to talk about people who contributed to the game, turning people down and having coaches compete with players and and, and therefore, in effect, only considering coaches who've been in the Super Bowl. It just just doesn't tell the story of the game or reward the people who've contributed greatly to the game in my view. So uh, we can use something that essentially broke my heart to see it happen as a positive, I think, to uh, make the Hall better going forward.
4: Bill, well, you mentioned, of course, Tagaboo The concussion issue remains a sticking point in his candidacy. How does his candidacy overcome that?
13: Uh, he can't because there's nothing he can do about it now. And uh, uh, you know, to intimate that he had something to do with concussions or had something to do with the fact that people unfortunately passed away in circumstances that 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 were uh, only tangentially related to there's no fun anyone who passed away has anything related to concussions. None whatsoever. No diagnosis. Any key, who is the the most uh, famous person involved with concussions, at Boston University said recently, we don't know enough and we won't know enough for a long time. The whole thing to be responsible is, is just pure fiction. To me that he had something to do with it is pure fiction. And I probably could go further, but I won't. the The, the bottom line is, that there's nothing he can do about that other than uh, to say, as he did prior to the uh, election, that uh, probably his choice of words could have been in some circumstances That's all anyone can do.
1: Uh,
13: as you know, and I'll, I'll list, uh, who's a member of the Selectors Board made this statement. He made it to me. I'll um, the, the contributors who've, who've been elected myself, Ron Wolf, Eddie DeBartolo, combined, didn't do one-fifth for the National Football League, what Paul technically did during his uh, commissionership. And for him to be out based on an issue that he could then and and, and can't now do anything about is...
1: Uh,
5: well, of course, one of the other hot uh, topics, as I'm sure you've heard and read about, is, as we all have as uh, voters, uh, is Darrell Owens and uh, his... A failure to make it in the first two years, which apparently is probably one of the greatest travesties in the history of mankind, according to some people. Uh, I don't quite see it that way. but I'm wondering what your take is on that and the sort of what I would argue in some cases is sort of selective use of statistics. Uh, okay, he caught a lot of balls and, he, uh, and he, he did a lot of great things, no question. Oh, but we don't want to talk about the fact that between 06 and 08, he dropped 16.2% of the balls thrown to him for every ball he caught, which is uh, more than twice that of the eight other leading receivers of that time period. Larry Fitzgerald, for example, was 4.5. Uh, aren't all those things part of the picture when you're talking about a receiver, or do we only look at two over here and we don't look at two over there?
13: Well, th- that's a larger problem. Let me talk. Uh, it, you, it's, it's a great question. Let me talk about it in the small sense first and and then in the much more. In a much more important, larger sense, the small sense is you got a very small minority of people, particularly on the internet, leading a campaign uh, to get them elected. To me, that's unseemly to begin with, and secondly, it's uh, it, it's devoid of, of fact or 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 even or any any degree of impartiality. Uh, so, you know, take that and put it in file uh, eleven, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it has no bearing on it. The individuals involved don't have any votes either, by the way. So, um, propaganda. The second goes to, as a scout, as someone who had to make judgments on players, my whole professional career, I tried always to set up, okay, here are the criteria. This is what we're going to uh, use to determine whether a player is good or whether he can help us or whether he shouldn't. And it's there in writing. It, it, it can be quantifiable on the computer if you want it to be such, and admittedly subjective, but nonetheless, you try to make it as objective as you possibly can. As far as I know, we don't have such a standard, so what you're, the question you're raising uh, is a good one. What are the standards? What should they be obligated to everyone far and wide? The answer to, to that for me is yes, they should. And, and so that's a project. Uh, what are the standards for receivers? What are the standards for running backs? What are the standards for longevity and, and used as if nothing else, modify the decision. Uh, and, and I would say that they, you should be more than modifiers that leaves you judging everybody on the same standard. And, and I'll make the baseball argument on you with Ron before you make it, that is that you do have to have different standards for different errors. Sure. But we had it, so it's easy to do that.
3: Hey, Bill, as always, thanks for the time and the insight. And we'll see you this summer.
13: Okay, look forward to it. Thank, Thank you. you.
3: Thanks, Bill. That was Hall of Fame General Manager Bill Polian. Coming up, why a former Cleveland Brown, yes, Cleveland Brown, deserves some Hall of Fame attention. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, this is Morton Anderson, and you're listening to Rick, Ron, and Clark, uh, the Talk of Fame network talk of fame network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. pc if your computer runs slowly just log on to mycleanpc.com for a free diagnosis and within minutes you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down that's mycleanpc.com we're also brought to you by grasshopper the entrepreneur's phone system turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own to see how it works just go to grasshopper.com
13: hi other listeners out there this is dave Robinson, former green bay packer hall of favor and you're
7: listening to the talk Of Fame Network. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Housing values nationwide have risen by more than 6% year over year. Quicken Loans has smart ways to help you take advantage of your home's rising equity. In fact, you could take cash out to consolidate debt. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%. APR, 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com.
8: That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 3030.
9: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K.
6: Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for a great low price. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com.
12: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law.
3: Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local toll-free number, just bring your own. See how it works, go to grasshopper.com. Also brought to you by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you know something? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Hey, it was President's Week this week. The guys have President's Weekend this week. Uh, with a national holiday, and our president's honored, but... What about the presidents or GMs of the NFL? They, they weren't honored. I mean, we have a Mount Rushmore presidents of the country, but we don't have Mount Rushmore of NFL presidents or GMs. At least we haven't until now, because we're going to build our own. And Goose, you get the first stone. So you're going to lay the first brick here. Who are you going to put in there?
4: Ozzie Newsom, best drafter in the game today, and that makes him the best GM in the game today. Good players always seem to slide to Ozzie on the draft board, whether it's Ray Lewis at 26. Ed Reed at 24, C.J. Mosley at 17. That's not luck. That's knowing your draft board.
3: Ron, because you're the second best presenter in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> you. you go second.
5: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, Mount Rushmore is about history, right? It's about a lot of old guys with white yes. hair. So I'm going with George Hallis, who laid the foundation for the flowering NFL when he not only bought the Decatur Stalies and made them Chicago Bears, but convinced the guy named Red Grange, the Galvin Ghost, to sign a contract for a 19-game, 67-day Barnstorming tour in 1925 that is widely credited for legitimizing pro football and saving a number of franchises, including the New York football giants. Okay,
3: I like it. I'm going to go with uh, former GM Ron Wolf. He's in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to go with him partly because I presented him to the Hall of Fame Board of Selectors, but mostly because he rebuilt Green Bay into Title Town again. Goose, you're going to get the last one here. We got four in Mount Rushmore, right? So you get the last one. You get first and last.
4: Easy. I'll go with Tex Schramm, the only member of the Hall of Fame strictly as a team president, that are GMs, owners, and coaches, but only one president that puts his mug on
3: the mount. Like that Homer vote, Ron. That was a good. Yeah. One, huh? Wow. Yeah, you well, go. we, we built the rock too. <laughs> Ouch. show <laughs> the rock now. It's complete. Now let's see if we can get someone in the hall. Yeah, in the Hall of Fame was not already in there. And, Ron, you wrote this week about Bob Gain. No, not Bob Gainey, Bob Gain on our website, talkofhamnetwork.com, and how you believe he belongs in Canton. So how about tell us why? Well, guys, you know, very few
5: people today remember Bob Gain, but the folks who had to tussle with him on pro football fields uh, around the country between 1952 and 1964 won't ever forget him. Uh, Gain was named first or second team All-Pro eight times during a 12-year career. He was five-time Pro Bowl selection, a member of three NFL championship teams, and an anchor of a defense that led uh, the league in many defensive categories through uh, most of his career. After winning the Outland Trophy as the nation's best college lineman at Kentucky in 1950, he was the fifth player selected in the 51 NFL Draft, but he couldn't make a deal with the then lowly Green Bay Packers and signed with the Ottawa Rough Riders of the Canadian League. He was an immediate hit because he often hit people immediately. He was named first team all CFL, dominated the line of scrimmage for a a defense that was instrumental in Ottawa's great cup victory that year over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. You'd think they could come up with two nicknames up there, but apparently not. Uh, His play in Canada convinced Paul Brown to trade four veteran players to the Packers for the rights to Bob Gain in 1952. They signed him. He played in six games before entering the Air Force during the Korean War and he didn't return to the NFL until late in the 1954 season. He played in the final two games, plus the NFL championship game that year, a win over the Lions, and the following season his career took flight. From 1955 until a broken leg ended his career six games into the 1964 season, Bob Gaines started in all but one game for the Browns at middle guard, left defensive tackle, and defensive end. He was a force so dominant that in 1957 the L.A. Times named him the NFL's Defensive Lineman of the Year. Three years ago, the Cleveland Plain Dealer did a series on the 100 greatest Browns of all time. Of all the players from the Browns' dynastic teams of the 50s through the Jim Brown years and then to the 1980 years of Bernie Kosar and Ozzie Newsom and Clay Matthews Sr., Bob Gain was judged the 14th greatest player in Cleveland Browns history. He was a star on teams that won 66% of their games, including six Eastern Conference titles and those three NFL championships. May be long forgotten outside of Cleveland, where he wore his number 79 proudly. But if you look at the record, you have to ask yourself eight all pro selections in 12 years, not even once debated by the Hall of Fame. How come?
3: Well, there's a signal the first half is nearly over. So let's get to the two minute drill. Derek, Derek Burns, our producer, he's around the clock again, and everyone's ready. So let's get started. The Detroit Lions will unveil new uniforms in April. Any last minute suggestions? Don't do it. Why mess with the classic? Make the
5: logo a pussycat until they win something.
3: If O.J. Simpson, Made in America, wins an Oscar, what does that mean for O.J. Simpson, Jailed in Lovelock?
5: It'll be the last thing O.J. wins in life. (laughs) Free popcorn on Movie Night in the Slammer.
3: (laughs) (laughs) When you hear the term hell or high water, do you think of A, an Oscar-worthy movie, B, the chances of Cleveland winning a Super Bowl, or C, Ron Borges getting to the Hall of Fame without a pass?
4: Give me the brownies. 52 years and counting right now.
3: Uh, Clocky, all three, unfortunately for me. <laughs> well, speaking of the Oscars, when do the Chargers get the red carpet treatment from LA? When they win a Super
5: Bowl, and that may be a while. Wow. <laughs> More likely, they get the Lucy holding the football treatment for Charlie Brown.
3: What has happened to Rivas Island?
4: Like Coney Island, it's become a popular tourist attraction visited regularly by wide receivers. <laughs> A rising tide seeks all cornerbacks.
3: (laughs) True or false? Rebus is responsible for that incident in Sweden.
4: False. Rebus has done nothing defensive for almost two years now. (laughs) No, IKEA is responsible. (laughs) (laughs) AB is responsible. The Grammys have returned to New
3: York. When does the NFL draft?
4: After the NFL milks about a dozen other cities with the event.
5: Ditto when they run out of cities willing to pay them to show up.
3: When former Chicago running back Cedric Benson was busted for DUI, he said he couldn't recite the alphabet because, yeah, because he played eight years in the NFL. Somebody want to explain?
4: His ABCs must not have been on the curriculum of Texas either. (laughs) He knew the Twinkie defense only works in San Francisco.
3: (laughs) Hall of Famer Chris Carter says Hall of Famer Jerry Jones would do Tony Romo a tremendous favor by cutting him. Agree?
4: Uh, Agreed. It's time for both Jerry Jones and Tony Romo to move on from their past. Agreed, but why does he owe him a favor? What did Rome ever do for him?
3: Wow, quick whistle. At 91, Marv Levy wrote a children's book celebrating the Cubs World Series. So why no book on the Bills? The Bills never won a World Series. (laughs) Tragedies are for adults. Kirk Cousins says he's working on a new catchphrase for this year. What's it going to be? The color of money. When will you pay me? Now? If you're Danny Amendola, do you take a pay cut to stay with
4: New England? You take a pick at this year and next year and next year, you can always hock the Super Bowl rings.
3: Yeah, why
5: not? He'd still be overpaid.
3: Yeah. That's the end of the match. That is the end of our first hour, but stay where you are. Coming up, we have Hall of Fame voter Gary Myers of the New York Daily News and Hall of Fame candidate Richard Seymour. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico. Hi, this is Joe Gibbs, and you're listening to Rick, Ron, and Clark on the Talk of Fame radio.
7: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Changes in Washington are not only affecting the nation's economy, but your families as well. Quicken Loans can show you how to take cash out of your home to pay off credit card debt or invest in home improvements. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is
8: 4.18%,
7: APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to
8: quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. ConsumerAccess.org. Number 3030.
9: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K.
0: As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system.
6: Hi, Tom Baudet. trying out one of those standing desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms still for a great low price. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Tom Baudet, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com.
12: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Goslin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun.
3: Just another reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know something? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, welcome back to our number two of the Talk of Fame Network. I'm Clark, along with Rick and Ron. And soon we will be joined by former defensive lineman Richard Seymour, who is eligible for the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2018 and who's one of six all-decade choices among the first-year eligibles. But first, yeah, first, we want to go inside the hall and check in with best-selling author and Hall of Fame voter, that Gary Myers of the New York Daily News. Gary, thanks for joining us, and first of all, get your biggest takeaway from this year's Hall of Fame class. What was it?
14: Completely non-controversial. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, to uh, You know, I, I haven't, been, <laughs> haven't been on the committee as long as, as Ronnie or, or, or Goose, but for, for the times I've been on it, like seven or eight years or whatever, there's now, um, I've never heard so much discussion about, one guy not getting in as, I mean, even more than last year, even you know, after T.O. didn't get in his first year uh, a year ago, it, you know, there, there was some people, you know, voicing objections, but, you know, this year it's it's kind of out of control, and uh, it's been interesting to, to read and listen to the different takes on it. And, um, I'm really curious to see where it goes next year, because not only will he be up again, but then you have Randy Moss who has a lot of the same, items on his resume as, as T.O. does.
4: Gary, you are on the record for having voted for Terrell Owens, so please explain to us how you wound up on the T.O. camp's enemy list. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, Ron's on that enemy yeah. list, too, and he voted for him. I yeah. <laughs> spoke up for the guy yeah, a year I ago,
4: mean, and now I'm getting
14: killed. I, I voted for him two years in a row on the cut from 15 to 10, and, you know, unfortunately for him, he didn't make it. I, I can't say for sure what I would have done had he made the cut to 10, but I probably was going to vote uh, against him because I feel that there were five others more deserving in each of the two years. But I I wasn't faced with that decision and I had completely made up my mind, but I, I did, you know, as long as he was on the ballot when we first got the list with 75 people, I voted for him on the cut to 25. I voted him on the cut to 15 and I voted him for him on the cut to 10. There's not anything else I could have done except stand up on the table and implore others to vote for him, which I wasn't about to do because I didn't feel that's really about it. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's amazing that uh, people are now attacking me and I had nothing to do with him not making it to the list, to the final 10.
5: Well, yeah, it's interesting because you and I are in the same boat. And you just sort of scratch your head and say, boy, my dad always used to say the most important thing in life is to understand who your enemies are and who they aren't. <laughs> you know, you get confused, that can cause you real headaches, you know? Yeah, um, yeah it's, you know, guys, I think it's just really interesting that the people who
14: are calling for the reorganization or the restructuring of the, the way this is done are just the ones who disagree with who gets in and who doesn't, which yeah. really has nothing to do with, with how the thing is structured. It just has to do with what well, your guy didn't get in so let's, let's just rearrange it so that my guy gets in. And then whatever new system they would come up with is still no guarantee that a guy like Owens would get in. I, I'm not sure what people want. I mean, it, baseball hands out ballots. Guys take, I don't know how long they take to check off the, you know, up to 10 names and they, they mail it back and that's the end of it. We sit in that meeting room from 7 a.m. until 4 p.m. And it is thorough. I mean, I don't, that's not breaking news to you guys there is a lot of great discussion that goes in there. And the last thing anybody in there is lazy as we've been accused of being, I, I think it's so comprehensive that I can't imagine a better system uh, to discuss these guys. I mean, you have people that have covered the league that are, nobody knows the players better than the writers. I mean, the, the players don't know and, and, and the, the coaches don't pay that close attention once they're not coaching anymore. You know, we're the ones that have been around the game for all these years and talk to players and coaches and personnel guys, and I think, you know, I'm prejudiced in this regard, certainly, but I, I think that the, the writers and the broadcasters who cover the game on a day-to-day basis for all these years are the most qualified to make a decision on who, who belongs, and obviously the Hall of Fame people believe that because they've given us this responsibility.
3: We're speaking with best-selling author and Hall of Fame voter Gary Myers on the Talk of Fame Network, and actually Gary's working on another book as we speak, but you can find us at TalkOfFameNetwork.com or on Twitter at TalkOfFameNet. You can find Gary at his desk getting that next book ready. And, and Gary – like Joyce Carol Oates. He just keeps yeah, writing he, books every 20 he minutes. just keeps writing. <laughs> I don't think and this one's one on I don't i got college tuition today. I don't think college tuition. Yeah, i keep writing those books. Um, but as you mentioned, the, the, the steel thing's really – I mean, it, it's gotten out of hand. And he's been out two years. I mean, it's just two years. But – It seems like, you know, there's battle lines being drawn all over the place for, you know, I mean, a second team all decade choice. And and as I said, been waiting two years, but it seems to me, and we've talked about this on here, that this is sort of um, a, uh, it's reminiscent of what he's accused of doing to locker rooms. He's dividing the Hall of Fame board. He's dividing people who are on the outside looking in. All of a sudden, he's a polarizing guy for fans as he was a polarizing guy for teams and for coaches. I mean, you either love them or you hate him and there's no in between.
14: You know, you mentioned that to me earlier this week, Clark, and I think that, that's spot on. I mean, he, he's dividing the membership like he did locker rooms. I think that's perfect. That's exactly what's happening. And, I, you know, I wrote a letter to Florio the other day and I wound up letting him use, you know, I, I kind of condensed it and cleaned it up a little bit. And in it, I, I made the point that I just think Michael Irvin was a better player. And, if you, I haven't done the math on this, but I would venture to say that if we did per game, rather than looking at the numbers over the entire season, that Urban's numbers were probably as good or better than than Tio's. Tio's numbers are just better overall because he played longer. Michael's career ended with an injury, and Michael was a guy who, you know, first of all, he, it took him three years to get in. I thought he was a guy who just imposed his will on games. He won three championships. He played with a Hall of Fame running back, so his numbers weren't going to be gaudy like some of these other receivers, but as far as a winner and what a Hall of Fame player, and I'm not commenting on his off-the-field stuff, but as far as a Hall of Fame player, there's no question in my mind, it's not even close, that Irvin was a better player than T.O., and he didn't make it to his third time. So what? I don't remember any uproar about Irvin. Uh, Goose, you might know better because you're in Dallas, but I don't remember any uproar about Irvin you know, nationally after not getting in the first two years, as there has been with To, it, it's just it's mind-boggling.
4: Now, there, there there was local stuff. There was local stuff over Harry Carson in New York. There was local stuff over Art Monk in Washington. Uh, DeBartolo great. in San Francisco when he didn't make it that one year. I mean, you hear local stuff, but this one this one's gone national. You know, clearly, Gary, you're you're the guy that's keeping To out. I'm just curious, what's your game plan to keep Tom Brady out? <laughs> <laughs>
14: No, I want, I want him in because it'll help my
5: book sale. <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. go. <laughs> You're an honest man. But
14: uh, we're not going to we're not gonna have to worry about voting on Brady for at least like 15 or 20 years. I know. You know, I figure he's, he's good to play another 10-15, and then, you know, he's got to sit out the five years. So uh, I don't think any of us are going to be on the committee at that point.
5: <laughs> guy lives in New England, has three kids, and never even gets the flu. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Your kids always make you sick. He doesn't get sick. <laughs> Jeez, I told him that one time. I said, "What do you keep those kids in a bubble or like in a different house or what's the deal?" You know, my kids start sneezing in yeah, bed two days later. You know?
14: As um, as uh, in 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 Harry Met Sally in 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 the movie when they had that scene in the uh, in the in the cafeteria and Meg Ryan is uh, is doing something in and what's his name. Uh, the mother looks over and says, I'll have what she's having. Yeah. You remember that theme? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, you should have whatever Bra you should give your kids whatever Brady's kids are having.
1: <laughs>
5: yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> you're, not, you're not kidding. <laughs> hey, one quick thing, Gary. What do you think? Uh, we got about a minute to go here. Yeah. Next year you got Ray Lewis and, and Brian Erlacher coming out. Uh, There's already yeah. people anointing both of them. When it comes to Erlacher, how much do you think it may or may not hurt him that you can't even argue that he's the best middle linebacker in the history of his own team and some would say he's not in the top three with Butkus, Singletary, and Bill George.
14: I would probably agree with that. Um, I don't know. i, I got to do a lot of work on him in the next year. Um, I mean, what do you guys think? I, I mean, he was, he was you know obviously a great player. Whether I would consider him a, a dominant player who's a, who's a lock to get in the first time around, I'm not sure. I, you know, as I saw Harry Carson play most of his career, and how many years did that take him? It was over 10 years to get in. I'm not sure it should take Harry Carson that long to get in. Brian Urlacher gets in the first time around. But um, I I have a lot of work to do on him to really make a decision on how I feel about him next year. And there's a lot of guys left over from this year who who deserve very serious consideration, along with all the first-time guys next year. It's a strong class next year of first-time eligibles.
3: Well, you know, Gary, you ask us what we think. I'll tell you what we think. We think we got to go. We're out of time. Thanks so much, and good luck with that next book.
14: Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
3: Thanks, Gary. You got it, Gary. Thanks, Gary. That was Hall of Fame voter Gary Myers. Up next, we're going to the movies, and so are you. This is the Talk Fame Network.
6: Hi, Tom Bodet trying out one of those standing desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms still for a great low price. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at Motel6.com.
7: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Changes in Washington are not only affecting the nation's economy, but your families as well. Quicken Loans can show you how to take cash out of your home to pay off credit card debt or invest in home improvements. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 4.18%,
8: APR 4.35%. Call
7: 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
8: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. ConsumerAccess.org. Number 3030.
9: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. CABBAGE has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to CABBAGE.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's CABBAGE with a K.
10: War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org.
11: Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence.
1: Simple Green
11: Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com Simple
1: Green.
12: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. When you
4: start
3: telling me it doesn't matter,
12: then are tired. Get out.
3: Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. The Entrepreneur's Phone System. Get a local toll-free number or bring your own. To see how it works, go to grasshopper.com. We're also brought to you by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you know what? You should have gone 15 minutes ago. Yeah, I know that sound. It's Oscar season, guys, with the Academy Awards this Sunday, and we just got lucky. I know what you're saying. Why? Lucky? Yeah. Because with the NFL scouting combine moved to March this year... It's one of the few years where all of us, yes, all of us can actually watch the Oscars. I'm not saying we will, but we can. So, Goose, you getting psyched for this?
4: Yes, sir. I'm trying to catch up on the slate of the eight best Good. movies. I've seen Good. La La Land, Lion, oh, Hidden great. Figures, Hell or High Water, and Manchester by the Sea. So I'm officially
5: invested.
4: Oh, wow. Me
3: too. What a thing. Me too. I thought Cus. you were
5: talking about Oscar De La Hoya when
3: I first read that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm invested too, Cruz, and not in Oscar <laughs> De La Hoya, but I'm interested in, uh, and invested in La La Land. I've seen it twice. I'm actually I'm going to see it a third time this week. Uh, and because we observe Hollywood's version of the Hall of Fame induction every year on this show, I figured, eh, well, why break our streak? So we won't, with the Talk of Fame Network hereby acknowledging and congratulating the deserving actors, actresses, and films of the past year. So without further ado, Derek, Derek Burns, our producer, let's get to it. Could you please hand me the first envelope? Thank you very much. This is Best Actor in a Leading Role. The nominees are Ryan Gosling for his heartwarming portrait of Goose's youngest brother.
4: Clark, the envelope, please. Denzel Washington, the story of where the Seahawks stashed their last injury report. And
5: Viggo Mortensen, his portrayal of Hall of Fame voter Beto Stellino.
3: First names are close. And we also have Andrew Garfield, because he was the only guy who dared star in a movie about the nation's 20th president. And the winner is... Who should take this?
4: Ryan Gosling. I loved him in Remember the Titans, and he wasn't too
3: bad in La La Land either. Wow, Congratulations. Next category. Keep it, keep it in the family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Best actress in a leading role. The nominees are Meryl Streep for her ability to go full-blown T.O. in her anti-Trump screeds.
4: And Natalie Portman for her portrayal of Jackie Kennedy when the NFL played games on the weekend following her husband's assassination. And the great Emma Stone for her role as
5: one of the five blocks of granite. Ooh. Like it. And the winner is Ron. You guys seen Emma Stone? Oh yes. She gets the Oscar
3: and the block of granite. An honorary degree at Fordham, too. Congratulations, Emma. <laughs> We're now moving on to best animated film. Thank you, Derek. The nominees are My Life as a Zucchini. A personality study from a first person perspective of what makes Jay Cutler the quarterback that he is.
4: The Red Turtle. The story of the Atlanta Falcons in the second half. Of Super Bowl
5: 51. Uh, and Zootopia, a behind the scenes look at the 2016 San Francisco 49ers.
3: And the winner is. Let's see, I've got it here somewhere there. Oh. Congratulations. The Red Turtle. And accepting for the Falcons is the man who made it all possible. 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> We're now moving on to cinematography. Thanks again, Derek. Oh boy, this one's tough to open. There we go. Okay. The nominees are Arrival the unpredictable rise of Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys.
4: Also, Moonlight, how long NFL games will last if the league doesn't start cutting back
5: on ads and replay reviews? And Silence, which is obviously not the T.O. story, but the docudrama (laughs) of what happened inside Roger Goodell's booth when New England completed its historic Super Bowl comeback.
3: And the winner is?
4: Arrival. The only disappointing aspect of this film was that Denzel Washington was too old to play... Dak Prescott and Chris Rock, was too small to play the part.
3: Ron, I, I, I'm beginning to wonder a little bit here. Goose has Ryan Gosling winning the first one. Now he's got the Dallas Cowboys winning the second yeah. one. Are we going to trust him to announce these in the future here? Well, be we know the connected.
5: band's coming next. We know yeah,
3: that.
5: That's right. <laughs> when they get in the living
3: room. <laughs> okay, okay, we're moving, moving on. Up. Best documentary. As a feature, the nominees are Fire at Sea. The story of how and where Mike McCoy got the axe in San Diego.
4: Also, Life Animated, the gut wrenching story of any team, any season inside the Cleveland Dog Pound.
5: And OJ Made in America, a documentary of who else? OJ Simpson and the only Bronco that Jeff Legwell can get into the Hall of Fame. (laughs) (laughs) And the winner is Made in America because it gives OJ an alias and he could
3: use one. Congratulations, O.J. He's not here to accept the award, however. Ron, could you mail that one to him? (laughs) Delivered it on Saturdays. Yeah, I got it. Okay, we're moving on to music and best original song. The nominees are... Audition, The Fools Who Dream, from La La Land, a haunting ode to the Cleveland Browns faithful. Can't Stop the Feeling, from Trolls. That'd be Tom Brady's Super Bowl celebration dedicated to Roger Goodell. City of Stars... Also from La La Land, the National Anthem of Los Angeles. The Empty Chair from Jim, the James Foley story, a tribute to Chargers owner, Dean Spanos, <laughs> And How Far I'll Go from Moana, an angry but popular musical missive, or was that a threat? By Terrell Owens, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And the winner is, <laughs> yeah. City of Stars from La La Land, and here to accept is L.A.'s most influential NFL owner and the man who made this all possible, Jerry Jones. <laughs> Ron, did we get cut out
4: of this voting? Did, did we <laughs> yeah, not apparently get there? In did there. <laughs> we did How did we miss that one? You're back
3: on the map, guys, We've because now we have the best picture. What you've all been waiting for, best picture. And the nominees are La La Land, the story of how an unwanted football team landed in the nation's second largest city and still went unwanted.
4: Also, Hacksaw Ridge, the story of what Jack Hacksaw Reynolds sees every
5: morning when he looks out his bedroom window. A hell or high water, the real-life estimate on when Jerry Kramer overcomes the odds and enters the Hall of Fame. Lion,
4: the story of the greatest cornerback ever to play the game, Dick, Night Train Lane.
3: And Hidden Figures, an investigative report of who shows up to make all Charger home games sellouts. And the winner is... La La Land, because Whoa. the NFL is finally back there, sort of. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you very much. And you know what? Congratulations to all. And, and we'll see you at the post-awards party here in the Renai studio.
5: A couple of those Renai swag bags. Love them. <laughs>
3: yeah, okay. <laughs> just a reminder, we have a Hall of Fame poll up on our website. That'd be talkoffamenetwork.com this week. And just in time for the Oscars, too, on the best football movies yes football movies of all time and goose you compiled it you listed it and now you're going to put out the numbers so who do you want to give our listeners the choice you're going to give them the choice who do you want to give it to
4: yes sir alphabetical you have the blind side Brian's song everybody's all american friday night lights heaven can wait horse feathers remember the titans
3: and rudy and goose your favorite the Titans, starring Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Another Homer vote, Ron. Do you have any relatives connected to this, or Patriots connected to this? Well, I, I got to write in a t- uh, 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 got to write in
5: a movie that you guys missed, which is Game Plan, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Ron the Rock Borges. <laughs> You're <laughs> in that what? movie. Right, me and my daughter both. You can see us right there, talking oh, to I the was Rock. In a rookie. I was in. Congratulations. A
3: rookie. You get any residuals out of that?
5: Yeah, I got diddly (laughs) do. Well, this is easy
3: for me, guys. Horse feathers, hysterical and historical, made in 1932. (laughs) Hey, that's going to do it. When we return, we'll sit down with the Hall of Fame hopeful Richard Seymour, who gets in line this fall for the class of 2018. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
14: This is Rob Gronkowski, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
9: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is a rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K.
7: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Housing values nationwide have risen by more than 6% year over year. Quicken Loans has smart ways to help you take advantage of your home's rising equity. In fact, you could take cash out to consolidate debt. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today, or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
8: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, number 3030.
6: Hi, Tom Bodette. Call me old fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms in Motel 6. Totally updated with all new everything, still at a great low price. It's like modern art, only it looks good and has a point. I'm Tom Baudet for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com.
12: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge.
3: Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, go to grasshopper.com. Our next guest is eligible for the hall in 2018, and that would be Richard Seymour, who for nearly a decade was considered the best defensive lineman in football and who in his 12-year career collected three Super Bowl rings and four AFC Championship rings and was named to seven Pro Bowls and five all-pro teams. What's more, he was named first-team all-decade defensive tackle alongside Hall of Famer Warren Sapp, and he finished his career with 57.5 sacks and 496 tackles. With his former coach, and that would be Bill Belichick, saying of Richard's 57.5 sacks, most guys wouldn't have had 20 playing that position. Richard Seymour, welcome back.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me, and thank you for the warm introduction.
5: (laughs) Well, Richard, I sat down with him, my great and good friend Bill Belichick to talk about you. And that was one of the things he said, you know, uh, about your career numbers. Uh, and, and as you know, you know, you, you, 57 and half sacks in that position is a lot, but it's not a lot for these guys who don't really understand what you were asked to do. They look at defensive ends and say, well, you know, why doesn't he have 100 sacks? How does one settle the conflict between personal success and the demands of a two-gap defense that now that you're in a Hall of Fame mode, is difficult to explain to a lot of people.
2: You know, I, I always look at it like this. I mean, at the end of the day, for me, it was always about wins and losses. And I think that mindset, you know, came from Coach Belichick. I think, uh, you know, quarterbacks, you know, I think they're judged on wins and losses. But I think as a player, you also yeah. want to look at what did you do as a player on the field. And I know as a defensive lineman, I, I think we had, a, um, you know, we could, could – control the, the outcome of the game. And I just think, uh, you know, obviously being in the 3-4 system and the 4-3, I played 4-3 in college, I just think as a player, I always said personally, I don't ever want to be taken off the field. Brother, no matter what team, whether it's a 3-4 or 4-3, I want to be an every-down player, and I want to have impact. Like, I want to be the type of guy where they didn't have to get a run stopper, they didn't have to go get a pass rusher, and pay all of these guys different amounts, I always felt like, well, why don't you just give it to me, and I'll take care of it. And, uh, you know, so I think as a player, it it pulled so much from you, but I just think that was my mindset. And I just – my mindset, I I really didn't care about the money. My whole deal was I just want to be known and considered as one of the best to ever do it. And I think even as I look back over uh, my career, one of the the things I'm most proud of is not, you know, necessarily – you know, the Pro Bowls and this and that, but I just think to be a member of the all-decade team, I think, you know, because anybody can have a breakout season or do it here and there, but when you can do it over the course of a decade plus in different schemes and also different teams, you know, I think that's one of the things that I'm most proud of. So, because even a lot of people really don't realize, but when I went out to Oakland, we swept our division. I mean, we were 6-0 and in our division, and I think uh, – You know, obviously, when I went there, it was was a lot of turmoil just in terms of, you know, the state of the team and, you know, wasn't winning and that sort of thing. But I just felt like I wanted to have an impact, not only on, you know, on the field, but also the guys in the locker room. And I I just think that, you know, I really, uh, I'm proud of my days in Oakland as well, even though it doesn't necessarily, you know, get the limelight. But, you know, making two Pro Bowls out there and also impacting Tommy Kelly and, you know Lamar Houston, you know even some other younger guys. You know Namnios awesome one I mean that I all played with. But those are some of the things that I'm most proud of. I mean to be out there under those circumstances, given the quarterback situation, I just think to sweep our division, even when when you know obviously San Diego had Phillip Rivers. I just think those are some of the things that I'm most proud of when we necessarily didn't. I thought we were a very talented team, but. Well, I just thought we had some deficiencies in areas that you know were pretty glaring. But you know, to do to some of the things that we did, you know, out there, I just feel proud of.
4: Richard, you won three Super Bowls in your first four seasons with the Patriots. Was it difficult back then not to take that team success for granted?
2: I just think uh, we had a, we were a veteran laden group. There was a lot of guys on the team that you know really showed me the way when I came in, and obviously they got their leadership from Coach Belichick, who I think is you know, one of the best coaches to ever do it, just in terms of what he brings to the table day in and day out, and how you know, he keeps uh, his team hungry. So that was really our leader, and then we had a bunch of veteran guys that, you know, who hadn't had some success, or maybe was cast off from different, you know, teams, and, you know, we all came together, and, you know, obviously, uh, you know, with Brady coming in, I just think you know, we had a very, very solid group of guys, and you know, I, I always look at it as, you know, I feel very fortunate and blessed because I was a young draft pick coming in, but I, I came into really one of the best situations that you could ever come into. I, I came around a lot of men. And when I say men, I mean men with families that I always talked about, well, I'm playing for different reasons than you are, you know. Like, you may want to play to be the best, but, hey, I'm playing to feed my family. And um, so I just got to see how they live, how they took care of their bodies, all the little things that they did, and it just, uh, I think it
3: paid off for me over the course of my career. We're speaking with former defensive tackle Richard Seymour on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find Mm -hmm. us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at talkoffamenet. And Richard, as I said, you'll be Mm -hmm. eligible for the Hall for the first time this year. If you had to make your own case for the Hall instead of having Ron to do it, what would you say to voters (laughs) to explain what your job was and, and why it didn't generate more sacks? Why you belong? Why you should belong in the Hall?
2: Obviously, I could make a case for myself. But, you know, I never really played personally for, uh, trust me, I I think when I look at the Hall of Fame, you know, that is uh, a very prestigious group that I think all players have a a ton of respect for. I think that's the ultimate individual accomplishment that, you know, a player could have, you know, to to be considered amongst the best in the history of the game, you know. So, and it's something that as a player – I always held in high regard. You know, I think one writer said once before, you know, if you had just one lineman that you could take, you know, and this is why I was playing in maybe 05, you know, it's like he'll make it see more just in terms of being able to play across the board in multiple fronts, first down, second down, third down, gold line. Uh even played a little fullback too, but I won't get into that one. Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't last too long. Um, <laughs> You know, to play at a high level over the course of a decade is uh, definitely, you know, very, very hard to do. You know, for myself, what I wanted to do is play at a high level but also impact, you know, the guys around me and make the other guys, their job a lot easier to do, whether it was the linebackers, whether it was the outside linebacker next to me. I wanted to take up guys, So, and I was okay with them Getting the sacks or stats or whatever the case may be, as long as we had the L at the end of the column, because that's one one of the things that my dad always, you know, taught me is that you always want to be a winner. He was like, because I remember I went to a small high school, and he was like, well, if you're a player, you know, colleges will find you wherever you are. You just go out and play, and you, you know, and that was really where I got my work ethic, because my dad was a construction worker, and you know, we built houses, and I had to work with him in the summer, so it really taught me the value of working hard and not really caring about the glory and all of those things at the end of the day. It was like, you play hard enough and you know you work your butt off, all of those things will come. And that's really how I always looked at it. You know, and and I'll just always say one of the other things that I'm really most proud of is that, you know, obviously Coach Belichick, you know, his staff as a defensive-minded guy, you know, obviously he drafted me in the first round uh, with a lot of other defensive players, you know, on the board and, and those things. So I, obviously he saw a lot in me to – you know, at that point, I think he may have been there a year or so. So right. I think I was one of his – or it his first or second year where I think I was one of the first, obviously, first-round picks that he uh, drafted. So, you know, that, that also speaks volumes itself, you know, just in okay. terms of, you know, obviously the success that he's had and, you know, what he means to, to football and to be drafted by him. And, you know, he always talks to me a lot. I will watch films together and, and do those things. So, I you know, obviously, you know, and Coach said he doesn't give out a lot of accomplishment uh, easily, you know. So, you know, he'll be kind of mum on some of those things. And, you know, if you ever get the nod from him, you always look at it as, you know, a token of like, hey, you know, you made it. <laughs> so, you know, that's how I
3: always talked about it. Well, Richard, we've got to run here, but thanks so much for the time and best of luck. With that 2018 Hall yeah, no, candidacy. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much.
13: Thanks.
5: Thanks, Richard.
3: That was former defensive lineman Richard Seymour. Up next, our Renai Game Changers. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
7: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Changes in Washington are not only affecting the nation's economy, but your families as well. Quicken Loans can show you how to take cash out of your home to pay off credit card debt or invest in home improvements. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%. APR, 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
8: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. ConsumerAccess.org. Number 3030.
9: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K.
6: Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for a great low price. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com.
12: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge.
3: Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network sponsored by GEICO, which just 15 minutes, can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com, and you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Also brought to you by Grasshopper. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go, so turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local, atoll toll free number, or bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. As most of you know, Sports Illustrated last week published its annual swimsuit edition, this time with cover girl Kate Upton showing about as much skin as Stanley Wilson II. But, Goose, uh, now that your fever is broken, what'd you think of it? Do you like it? Do you not like it? What'd you think?
4: Well, like Playboy Clark, I read Sports Illustrated for the articles.
3: There you go. There you go. <laughs> In case you missed it, uh, Kate Upton uh, is dating. A, a, no, actually, she's engaged to Detroit Tigers pitcher Justin Verlander. And if you didn't know that, probably also missed her tweet after the Cy Young Awards. And Ron, too bad for them, right? <laughs> too bad. Yeah, um, that was, a, that was that. That was unreal. Um, so, you know, Kate Upton might be a Renai game changer this week. I mean, she'd qualify. But Goose, my guess is that even though she's engaged to one of your beloved Tigers, She's not on your radar because you're reading the stories, you're not looking at the pictures. Am I correct?
4: That would be correct, sir. My my game changer is Terrell Pryor, who the other day told Mary Kay Cabot, a friend of our show, that he loves playing for the Browns. Whoa. If Cleveland can collect more players like Pryor and Joe Thomas who take pride in the uniform they wear, maybe the Browns
5: have a chance to become competitive one day soon. Wow. Well, my uh, Renei Game Changer of the Week are all the anti-social media types advocating for Terrell Owens who want to change his game. They say his catches count, his yards count, his touchdowns count, his drop balls don't count. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> That's about <laughs> as much of a game-changing situation as I could think of. <laughs>
3: uh, well, you know what? I was going to take the Jets' cornerback, Terrell Revis because uh, he upheld a long-standing tradition by keeping the Jets on – the back pages of the New York Post and Daily News and the Giants off in the offseason. But you know what? I'm not taking them. Instead, I'm going with two Hall of Famers. Yeah, two. Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney because they reunited last weekend to record together for the first time in seven years. And you know what? Ron, if that can happen, maybe, just maybe, Roger Goodell can reunite with Tom Brady. Uh, never mind. Right.
5: Well, guys, these days everything it seems is a big deal. This is especially true when sports meets politics, or more to the point, clashes with politics. Two recent examples of this came when a half dozen Patriot players declared they were not going to the White House with their teammates to celebrate their Super Bowl 51 victory. Five of the six are African American, and and several made clear their decision reflected their feelings or lack thereof for President Trump. I just don't feel welcome in that house, running back Garrett Blount said. I'll just leave it at that. The idea that he could do that was, well, bogus, bogus. because that's what our political discourse has too often become these days. Bogus Bogus is what it is. Blount's teammate Tom Brady has expressed a friendship with Trump, one it seems based mostly on open tea times at exclusive golf resorts, more than on his fiscal or foreign policies. Be that as it may, Brady has been roundly criticized from all sides for not expressing more or less of an explanation of his feelings. The idea that he or Blount has to do that is about as bogus. bogus as it comes. In America, no one has to come when the president calls, although most people do. Some come for the experience. Others out of respect for the office. Some come for the free golf, golf glove or the pin or the towel. Patriots owner Robert Kraft claims that this is his team's fifth trip to the White House, and usually about a dozen players haven't shown. And then he reminded us all, Quote, this is America. We're all free to do whatever is best for us. Kraft is right, of course. One of the great privileges of being an American is as simple as that. Even if the president calls, you ain't got to answer. There's nothing bogus about that. Brady didn't go when Obama called. Blount, Devin McCourty, Chris Long, Martellus Bennett, Alan Branch, and Dante Hightower aren't going this time. Neither is a big deal. It's just freedom of choice. And who's against that? Meanwhile, down in Goose's state... Texas Governor Greg Abbott warned the NFL as, quote, walking on thin ice, unquote, because the vice president of communications, Brian McCarthy, said a proposed Texas law forcing transgendered people to use bathrooms corresponding with their genetic identity rather than what, how they identify themselves might lead the league to steer special events like the Super Bowl elsewhere. Abbott also claimed that he, could, he couldn't even count the number of Texans who told him they no longer watch NFL games because Colin Kaepernick and other players were, quote, allowed to make a gross political statement, unquote, his words by refusing to stand for the national anthem. Well, I assume two things about Governor Abbott. He wasn't a math major, and he wasn't a civics major. The Voters of Texas are free to do as they wish, and so is the NFL. Neither is on thin ice unless they go to Green Bay in January. Both are doing what America is all about, whatever they want within the law. Same is true of players who go or don't go to a photo op at the White House. They're all the face of freedom, and there is nothing
3: bogus, bogus about that. There's nothing bogus about that whistle, either. I mean, two-minute warning is just on its way. So, Derek, let's get to the two-minute drill. What does Terrell Owens do if he doesn't reach Canton in 2018? Didn't you get the memo? He no longer cares. Keeps driving to Chicago. Who gets there first, guys? T.O., Randy Moss, or Ron Borges?
4: I like Ron's chances. Hasn't been nearly the off-air distraction to us that T.O. and Moss to their teams.
5: Doesn't matter because neither T.O. or I are going to show up. We're going to go to Mel's Diner on Van Ness.
3: <laughs> I like it. I like it. There's a book and movie in the works about Tom Brady and Super Bowl 51. What will it be called?
5: To
4: Hell and Back. Born with a Horseshoe Up My Ass.
3: <laughs> <laughs> in, in the Hall of Fame of SI swimsuit models, who's your first ballot choice?
5: Kathy Ireland. Oh. Cindy Crawford. What is wrong with you? People?
3: She wrote some of the articles. L. <laughs> McPherson, what's wrong with you people? Sports Illustrated you. will produce a TV series on athletes that cross the law.
5: So who's the first subject? O.J. Simpson, Made in America Revisited. Plaxico Burris, the definition of double indemnity. He shot, shot himself, himself and went to jail for it.
3: <laughs> Julius Thomas is now a Miami Dolphin. Does that make him an Orange Julius? That's by default. Dolphin Denny has already been taken. Unfortunately, no.
5: It makes him a teal Julius, which is not a winning color.
3: <laughs> well, as Ron just pointed out, the Texas governor says the NFL is walking on thin ice. Just walking on thin ice if it carries out a Super Bowl threat over a proposed state bathroom bill.
4: What exactly does he mean? He's referring to the ice storm
5: that Super Bowl week in Dallas. <laughs> he just thinks they play too many games in Green Bay and Buffalo after Halloween.
3: CBS boss Les Moonvis met with Roger Goodell to discuss speeding up games. Your suggestion?
4: Eliminate penalties, replays, and all things involving the officials.
5: Play running time like in real football. You want a timeout? Go get a job at a daycare center.
3: The Atlanta Zoo named a hissing cockroach after Tom Brady. Why?
4: Because in the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl, he was a hissing cockroach to the Atlanta defense.
5: Because <laughs> they already named the Puff Adder. <laughs>
3: That's the end of- We'd like to thank Bill Pullian, Richard Seymour, and Gary Myers for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, network.com or dial us up on iTunes or on your podcast app. Otherwise, you can find us at this time and on this station next week. We'll be here. We hope you will be, too. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico. Com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com.
0: As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system.
9: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is a rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K.
7: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Changes in Washington are not only affecting the nation's economy, but your families as well. Quicken Loans can show you how to take cash out of your home to pay off credit card debt or invest in home improvements. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
8: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. ConsumerAccess.org. Number 3030.
6: Hi, Tom Bodette, trying out one of those standing desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms still for a great low price. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm John Bodet, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at Motel6.com.